Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Hello there and welcome to the Eurogamer Newscast. And this week we're talking about the topic of layoffs, which there has been many of in the games industry recently. Joining me this week, it's the Eurogamer News team. We've got Victoria Kennedy. Hello. Livnan. Hi. And I'm Tom Phillips. Uh, it's a, yeah, a sad topic, but and a really important one and one that has affected hundreds and hundreds of people across the video game industry. Obviously, it's not just limited to the world of video games, but um, it feels like this year has been a particularly rough one for people out of work being told by their employer that their jobs are no longer required. And most recently, of course, we've had major layoffs at Epic Games, the company behind Fortnite and the Unreal Engine. And we've also seen the cancellation, we talked about it just last week on the newscast of Hyenas, uh, which was being made at UK Studio Creative Assembly owned by Sega. But really, as you look back across the year, hundreds and hundreds of people at Dozens of companies have been affected. It's actually, unfortunately, quite easy to lose track of just how many of these we've sadly had to report on. So why are so many layoffs happening? Are there big wider trends? Is it all specific individual cases? I think we can talk through each and discuss. Hmm. Um, I'd like to start with Team 17 because I think uh, we're based here in the UK and that is a company that is currently going through a lot of pain with these uh, layoffs that were announced just recently. And this is something I think we'll probably come to a fair bit, but it follows uh, quite a, I would say healthy, definitely not bad series of financial results where the mm -hmm. company seems on the surface to be doing okay. And then turns around and lays off a large number of people um more than 50 Eurogamer sources say and uh actually across the company initially we heard from people in QA and QA which is quality assurance bug testing is often sort of seen as fairly low down on the studio's rung of well uh, ladder um of positions and they're often sort of the easiest to go and be replaced by outside contractors, which seems to be what Team 17 is planning to do here. Um, yeah, big, big changes there. And um, I think an example of a studio where it doesn't seem to be the case that 
good profits or good financial results are enough to keep people's mm. jobs safe. That one really surprised me just because, as you said, there had been reporting of, you know, healthy profits. I don't know exactly what margin. I don't think they maybe had, you know, a massive windfall of cash um, surplus. But I was still very surprised to hear that they had been doing what seemed to be really well and really consistently for a little while. And that that news made me really quite sad. I, I'm Obviously, I mean, all layoffs are sad. I, I don't want to see that for anyone. But this one did take me more by surprise than others, I think. Yeah, I think in this particular case, um, Team 17 is an interesting one because of the positive financial results quite recently. It seems to be that the company itself is changing and these aren't the first layoffs at Team 17 this year. Um, we did a story back in March uh, where the company talked of a realignment and mm. that was uh, some of the games some of the company's internal art and design teams um, as the company shifts more towards publishing games and external development of its own franchises such as Worms rather than having those games and franchises made internally by people within the company and you know if, if you're sort of thinking these layoffs now are sort of a continuation of that the company itself is changing and the model now seems to be that it wants to move a lot of a lot of that stuff outside of the studio and become more of a, a publisher with a slimmer, much slimmer operation. Mm. Um, but people I've spoken to, you know, obviously they're very concerned because they're out of a job. Um, they've also worked hard on projects at the studio um, with external development partners and they're now concerned about those projects because if they're not working on them, you know, an entire team of people that was working on them is no longer working on them what's going to happen to those projects. Yeah. So there's a lot of concern around that studio at the moment. Yeah, definitely. I can imagine there being huge knock-on effects for, yeah, the wider picture as well, not just the individual who's been affected by the layoff. We talked a bit about hyenas last week. Um, and obviously those layoffs, uh, while no less sad, do seem to make a bit more practical sense because the game that those people have been working on is no longer present mm. um it's been cancelled obviously uh i don't know if either of you guys sort of want to talk about the practicalities of um people not just being able to be put straight onto another project because once it's in production you know different roles are needed see there was a report yesterday that came to light and um that the, one of the developers it was an anonymous developer so i'm not entirely sure what role they had during this game but they actually said that they weren't particularly angry at Sega for cancelling the game, which, you know, I assumed they would be. But they were saying they were more angry. Um, and, and again, they weren't uh, angry about their redundancy because I think in their mind it made sense because, you know, this game was no longer happening. But they were saying that they were really disappointed by the fact that the redundancies are also affecting people who had nothing to do with that game. So they were, they were talking about people in, like, the IT department who are now being made redundant after this uh, shutdown. Which I suppose, I mean, I'm from the outside looking in, I just saw Highness had been cancelled and I just, you know, naively maybe assumed that it would only affect the people who have been working on that game. And as that developer pointed out, you know, if we don't have a game to create, then yes, maybe that makes sense for us to be made redundant. I mean, I'm, I'm still not saying that that's a good situation to be in, but I hadn't appreciated that the fact that it would also potentially affect a wider um, spread within 
Creative Assembly, the Sega kind of umbrella. Is the suggestion then that the company wants to slim down and the cancellation of this project is a moment where they can sort of look at some of the other um, cuts that they are thinking of making anyway and now is the time to do it at the same time? I mean, I suppose that could be the logical way of thinking about it if you are someone in the sort of higher up level of Sega Creative Assembly. I still don't like it. So, Liv, how do you feel about this as a capitalist point of view? Uh, as, as I think you mean anti-capitalist. Don't 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 get me wrong. <laughs> Make um, sure you don't tarnish her with the wrong brush there. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, when when it comes down to it, when you just look at it overall, you kind of just realise that these are big companies and they are being run essentially by people at the top who are just looking at numbers and they want to make numbers go up and if that means cutting you know 50 100 people cutting them and making them jobless then they'll do it and um, unfortunately that's sort of the sad reality of of the society we live in and it sucks yeah yeah Yeah, and it sucks it sucks it shouldn't be like that but sadly it is Mm. Yeah, this is by no means just a video game industry situation. Obviously, I realise that's what we focus on. But yeah, you're right. That is just part of life, sadly. And it does suck. I think, um, you know, Team 17 is a lot sort of harder to puzzle out. Hyenas, playing devil's advocate, Liv, can you sort of see why Sega has reached the point with that project where they feel like they're probably not ever going to turn a profit on it? And they could continue pouring money and resources and people's time into it. But if it's never going to be the success that it needs to be to fund the money that's already been put in, they have to at some point say, we're drawing a line here. I can understand that. But at the same time, it's it was so close to probably actually launching. Like It was at trade shows, people were playing it. And then all of a sudden to just cancel it like that, it's not fair really on the people that have actually been working on it for months and years to not then have like sorry it, your work was for nothing you've got nothing to show for it yeah that's your an comment point. actually sorry, sorry. oh no no i i was gonna say liz's comment there has actually kind of led me to another load of layoffs um and i was thinking now about the fact that there's been layoffs at naughty dogs uh, naughty dog and i'm now concerned that similar things going to happen with their multiplayer release for the last of us part two and I'm now wondering, like, what is happening with that game? Is this going to be another hyenas situation where it's just they're going to say, you know what, it's, you know, too much for too little. Let's just stop. Yeah. For people who aren't aware, do you want to quickly recap? Um, it was the story this week, right? Yeah, the, there was a left. report uh, from Kotaku. I think it was that originally uh, said that the basically the Last of Us multiplayer hasn't been cancelled, but it's on ice, I think is the sort of quote that has been going around. Um, and during that also, and I don't think they specifically said whether or not they're directly related to the multiplayer project, but there were layoffs reportedly at Naughty Dog as well. Um, and I think most people have put two and two together and worked that the people that were being laid off were somehow connected to this multiplayer project that has been long in the works. It was obviously meant to release with part two back in 2020, is that when part two came out? Uh, and it then got moved to being a sort of standalone expansion, uh, sorry, standalone release, multiplayer release, which was going to have more live service elements. 
then more recently we heard that Bungie had been brought on to help with the project and they weren't happy with how it was progressing. And so things kind of stalled a bit. And now this latest report is that this multiplayer is on ice and there have been redundancies at the studio. Yeah. And something I think that may be the case with Hyenas and the Nordstalk thing, although probably uh, more so with the Nordstalk thing, is uh, something that came up yesterday, actually, in an entirely different set of layoffs, which is the ones at Bioware, people who'd been working on Dragon Age, 50 people let go in August. Today, we've just heard that um, QA staff who'd been working on that project out of Keyword Studios, uh, who formed a union, they've also been let go. Um, the uh, One of the issues that came up from the Dragon Age people who were fired in August was um, they are saying they should get further compensation for their layoffs, um, partially because they'd worked at the studio in some cases for over two decades and they're looking for compensation um, reflective of their years of service. Um, so people, you know, who've worked at a company for 20 years, given the same um, severance package as someone who maybe just worked uh, there a couple of years. The other thing is that they're saying because um, of the non-disclosure agreements, the NDAs that Bioware has, that they are unable to really sh go to another employer, try and find work and say, look, this is what I've been working on. Here's my portfolio because it's of a game that's not come out. Mm. And therefore, they are bound by their contract to not show work on a game that's not come out elsewhere outside of the company. And it it it's it's seemingly a a small issue, but it really struck with me as like a very practical issue. Where if if any of us are trying to find a new job, one of the first things that we do is get a CV together, get a um like a portfolio of our work, and we show it to people to say, look, this is what we can do. If you're not able to do that, how are you, it makes it so much more difficult. And the same must be true for people who worked at Nordstog on um, The Last of Us multiplayer, if, if they're trying to now find jobs elsewhere and they can't show what they've been working on in, for years. As I say, because that must be at mm. least, yeah. I mean, it was in development before, obviously, The Last of Us Part Two released and then got changed. So this is you know a good period of time if people have been on that project from the start. Yeah, like say you come into a project as a junior and you work on something for three, four years and you get promotions and you, you know, obviously your work gets better over time as you, as you do more of it and you're not able to show that work and you're then just able to show stuff from say three, four years back and obviously you've progressed since then. Um, yeah, reading that was, yeah, that completely makes sense. Mm. Um, I mean, the, the list is, is, fairly endless obviously another big one recently was epic games um this it occurred last week i think just after we recorded the newscast so we didn't have time to talk about it then but hundreds of people gone from mm. across the company in all sorts of positions and the uk studio behind full guys mediatonic seemingly um taking uh, a real hit um uh, hit mm. yes yeah that image of the mediatonic letters being oh. swapped around to then say decimation instead. Yeah. I mean, it's heart wrenching. Um, questions. I think, I mean, Epic games has said that full guys will continue to be one of its priorities, but 
just the practicalities there of how that can happen and how that will look with mm. seemingly so many people gone. Do you think that is a result of the fact that in during the pandemic in 2020, there was this big upsurge in these kind of party games because people were using them during lockdowns to socialize and have this sort of release. Do you think this is a sort of side effect of we had this peak, companies capitalized on it, and now the peak has dropped? And like, do you think those two are related? Yeah, I do. And I think this speaks to sort of the wider issue behind um, many more of the layoffs, which is that companies have grown and uh, they grew quite significantly during COVID. And then because we were all playing games, we were all, you know, seemingly the future was accelerating towards us playing games and interacting with people online far more than um, we are now when we're sort of post lockdown and things are reverting somewhat to normal and companies are uh, adjusting what was quite a fast hiring period, slowing down, slimming down and reverting to some extent to uh, how they were before. Microsoft and Google and I mean, Meta, all the big tech companies have had layoffs this year and said fairly similar that they are reducing their hiring and um, that they've, they're not hiring more positions. Team 17 had a hiring freeze through this year before it made the layoffs. Um, and a lot of those other companies were the same that um, companies sort of had to make bets on where they thought the graph would be in 2023. And the fact that it's not there means they now have to correct, course correct mm. by laying off people. Yeah. Yeah, big sigh. I, I can't it think of a more appropriate response than just big, big sigh, I'm afraid. Yeah, I was just looking through the number of layoff stories that we've done on Eurogamer. Um, Embracer is a big one too, uh, although like it, it it was difficult to know what their endpoint was for all of the franchises and studios that they were buying up, but they really needed a, a success and quickly. And Saints Row didn't deliver that. And then they lost their investment that was reportedly coming from uh, oh, Saudi, the Saudi mm -hmm. investment fund. And it's lots of layoffs there. CD Projekt in July, uh, third round of layoffs in three months, 100 employees affected. Ubisoft layoffs in May, uh, customer relations office in Newcastle. Yeah, there was um, Microsoft Dynamics as well, weren't there, recently? Yeah. It's been a bad, a bad year for video game job losses. And these things, you know, they're always happening. This is sort of cyclical. Studios grow and get big, get too big probably. And then they shed workers and some of them go off and form their own small little studios, which then in turn grow big, maybe too big possibly, and then shed workers. But it's, um, I don't know, I can't remember a, a year quite as big as this for layoffs. And I think it's that cyclical pattern plus the um, impact of the pandemic, um, mm. maybe accelerating that growth. Yeah. And then a lot of studios and companies being in the same position 
a couple of years afterwards having to uh well not having to but looking at the balance sheet and um making adjustments accordingly yeah i think you said it quite well when you said course correct which i i do appreciate companies have to do but i still don't like hearing about it and writing about it yeah do you think that this will be the worst year for a while or do you think that it will just carry on getting worse talking about like the cyclical you know companies growing and then shedding and then smaller companies being made i mean i wonder I if hope maybe it's the worst. people i hope it's the worst but i do wonder also if there might be like a hiring you know like i i'm talking very very hypothetically here but like you know what if people decide well actually you know the gaming industry is too risky i'm going to just do something completely different so maybe the talent pool will spill into different industries and they can use their skills elsewhere maybe i don't i don't know i hope this is the worst year because it does feel like it has been a sort of cascade of redundancy stories and i like writing about silly mods and things guys so let's bring that back as being a common thing to write about well it's a yeah uh, a sad topic but an important one um let's leave it there for this week and then hopefully next week we'll have um some cheerier stuff to chat about thanks if you made it this far it's much appreciated um victoria where can people find you on social media uh, i am at little chop shop gal and Liv. i am at just cast holy and i'm at tom phillips cg thanks for watching everyone we'll speak to you next time bye for now take care bye bye